0: Hello and welcome to the Midweeks with Pastor Rob. I'm really glad that you are either streaming this online or listening to it as a podcast. Uh, This Sunday was Father's Day and I prepared a message and it got so big that I did a midweek before Father's Day to kind of unload some thoughts about how the Bible in the Old Testament is saturated with issues of fatherhood because God is the Father. God the Father is um, the the kind of the origin of the Godhead of the Trinity, and the Scripture says that all fatherhood gets its name from the fatherhood. And so, I was looking through the Old Testament and just. Observing how deeply fatherhood has been knit into God's ways with his people and how God's people either walk with him or don't. And so what I and then I delivered the message on Sunday, which you can check out on our website, and I had tons of material that didn't even make it into that message. And so what I want to do is just pick a few things over the next few days and just unpack some more you know, fatherhood issues. And this will be a little bit more practical as well as theological, and these things go together. Um, we need to know God in order to be like God and walk with God. And so that brings me to the first thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about being a worshipping father, a worshipping father. In Ephesians 3, chapter or verse 14 after Paul has finished talking about the awesomeness of the gospel and everything that God the Father has done for us in Christ Jesus and in the Holy Spirit, he responds by saying, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father. And I just want to talk about that act of bowing the knees because Paul knows that he is a spiritual father. He says it elsewhere more clearly Um, to the Corinthian church. He says, I became your father through the gospel. And in First Thessalonians, he understands his apostleship to uh, that it can be talked about in parental ways. He says, like a nursing mother, we were gentle with you, and like a father, we exhorted you to live a life worthy of the Lord. So he knows that even though he doesn't have physical children, he carries the fatherhood of God." as an apostle, as a church planter, as a pastor of people's souls, he carries fatherhood, which is a wonderful point because it means that you don't actually have to be married in order to be a true father. Same ways you don't need to be married to be a true mother. It is actually the spiritual work. And by spiritual, I don't mean airy-fairy. I mean knowing God and um, acting out the role through the power of the Holy Spirit, a father or mother. This is the real work of it. Um, You can physically have kids and not be a spiritual mom or spiritual dad, which is a real abortion of the purposes of God. But if you are a true spiritual father or a true spiritual mother, um, God will give you children to care for, whether they're young or old. Um, There is such a dearth, such a poverty of true spiritual parenting in the world and in the church that uh, people flock to it. Um, And it's God's gift to the world. So here's Paul, the apostle, demonstrating true fatherhood through how he relates to the church. And the first thing we see is that he's publicly worshiping God through bowing his knees to him. And so this is where I want to start just saying, if you're a dad, if you want to be a spiritual father, if you want to be a true Christian father, uh, bow the knee, worship, worship, worship the father. We will never be the fathers we're called to be unless we worship the Father. And there are a few reasons. There's three reasons why I want to emphasize this. Number one is that true fatherhood is a gift of grace that's received by faith. Uh, there are a few things harder in a man's life than being a dad. It, it hits his deepest desires, to be holy and godly and strong for other people's good, to be a hero and to be a winner for other people's sake. Um, And it hits him right in his selfishness and right in his insecurities. And so it can provoke anger and running away and everything. It's one of the hardest tasks, if not the hardest task, right up there with being a husband that any man will undertake to be a true spiritual father and so um, because we're going to fail we start off as failures as sinners because we haven't had the best models because our dads are sinners and our spiritual dads are sinners Um, we need grace we need the grace of God to be moving in the right direction to become the men we're called to be we need grace through Jesus Christ and you know what we get it God wants fathers to succeed. God wants fathers to be like him. He calls us to become like him. And so obviously it's his will, but it won't happen through the flesh. It won't happen through anger. It won't happen through frustration. It won't happen through bitterness. It comes by grace. And it comes by grace through faith. Okay, this is how all good things come to Christians as a free gift of God by trusting in him through Jesus Christ. This is how every good thing comes. It is our faith is from faith to faith. And so that's I think why Paul just bows down before the Father. He says, "God, I want you to do this impossible thing." causing the church to know how much you love them through Christ and through knowing your love by being strengthened in the inner man they would be filled with the fullness of God it's impossible but you want to do it by grace and so I believe in you says Paul and so he bows the knee in faith seeking a gracious gift and so dads I I just want to encourage you worship the father As you quest to be a father, worship the father so that you can receive the transformations you need by grace. Know him in love so that you can become the love of God to the people around you. Just bow the knee and surrender. God is good purposed towards you in your desire to be a father. He wants it as much and more than you do. And so it will only work as we surrender to his will. And you know how God likes to take the back roads to get to where you're going. What I mean is when we say, I want to be a great father, we kind of imagine immediately, number one, I'll never be angry again. Number two, I'll be rich and I'll be able to buy my kids whatever I want. Number three, I'll always have a great idea of how to solve every problem. And we imagine the plan and the the way to get where we want to go. And God's like, that's not my plan. That's not my way. We're going to take the back roads. It's going to be a journey. And so the the only way to really have this work is to bow the knees to the Father and say, I surrender. Would you, as a gracious gift, give to my natural children or give to my adopted children or give to my spiritual children fatherhood through me, I believe in you that you will do it. And it's all by grace through faith. The second reason why I think uh, Paul lets the people know he's bowing the knee to the Father is there's this call to be public worshippers as fathers. Okay, So I'm talking about being a worshipping father. There's this call to be public worshippers as fathers, which means a few different things. Um, it means bowing down when it's time to bow down. Let your kids walk into the room while you're kneeling before God in prayer. Or do it at church when it's the appropriate time. But it it can mean other things. It means lifting up your hands in prayer, lifting up your hands in worship, singing so that your kids can hear you, whether it's at church or in the shower or in the car or at home. Let them stumble into you worshiping God. Be a worshiping Father. And it sets a tone. I remember hearing a story. This is a long time ago, so I don't remember the details. There was this guy who um, was a servant of God, got saved out of a really bad background, and he had lost an arm somewhere along the way. And he ended up, he wasn't married, but he ended up adopting a young boy. I think he'd kind of been connected with him as he was ministering to the Lord. And by miracle, he adopted this young boy. And um, as this father worshipped, he worshipped raising his hands. And somebody noticed that when his son was standing beside him worshiping, he just raised one arm because his father only had one arm. And so he raised his right arm or whatever it was. He just worshiping looked like you lift up one arm. Well, what do you do with the other one? I don't know. My dad doesn't do anything with it. He doesn't have that arm. But his son was just mimicking that worship and you know my experience is the kids sometimes will just watch or read the music but i like to do i like to interact with the kids during worship so sometimes i'll pull them in front of me and i'll just hold them because as i understand worship when we're worshiping the father he is near to us through the holy spirit and so i i do that with the kids i hold them i'm near to them as a father during worship or sometimes i'll invite them to sing along or sometimes we'll prep them before church to lift up their hands and it is about modeling but this is the greatest gift we can give kids is to help them worship the father as fathers one of the greatest gifts so being a worshiping father number one, because let's remember it's all about grace through faith number two let's remember that we're here to worship the father we're just made in his image we're just these little creatures we just have this breath in our lungs for a few short years and and god is god almighty and he's awesome and amazing let's worship him as fathers and the third reason why i think it's um, important to be a worshiping father is this It sets the tone of reminding the kids that even though I'm dad at home, God the Father is dad in my home, above me too. Uh, One of my kids, he says to me, you know, in those good moments, he says, dad, you're the best dad. Well, actually, you're in the top two. Because my spiritual my my heavenly dad is better than you, but you're a great dad, you know he's he's working through it, and it's something I've kind of helped them to understand you know I have the father as the father, and you have the father as the father, and the father's the best father, and so he enjoys just thinking through it, he, Dad, you're the best dad. And you know what? My heavenly dad's the best dad. Actually, he's better than you, but I love you both is kind of how he thinks through it. And one of the things I, I have sought to have a part of the flavors our home is just remembering that Jesus is Lord over everybody in the family and God is the father of everybody in the family. And when the kids come to faith, um, you know, they're, they're my brother and my sister too, It's kind of a weird way of thinking, but when the kids come to faith, they're my brother and sister in the faith. I'm dad, and my kid's dad is the father, and my dad is the father. So we're brothers at the same time. And so I like to be a worshiping father to help remind the kids that we all have the Heavenly Father as our father first. And Jesus is our Lord first. So I do different things to try to help the kids remember that. <clears throat> I try to be quick to apologize and repent for sin to them. And when I'm repenting, I try not to just say, sorry for doing that. On my good days, I remember to say, you know what? God says not to do that. And He's my Lord too, and I need to obey him too. God's my Father too, and he says not to do that. And so I want to be his son the same way you're called to be his son. And I don't know if they think about it or have deep theology about it, but I want it to be part of the flavor of the home that I'm worshiping the Father by bowing my knees and apologizing when I sin, just like the other kids are called to bow their knees and repent when they sin because we all worship the Father together. So this is my encouragement for us today. Fathers, whether you feel like you're doing a good job or a bad job, just worship the Father. We are under the blood of Jesus Christ. We are forgiven for our sins and our failures, especially our fatherhood failures. And this is by grace through faith. So let's worship him. Let's bow our knees, ask for forgiveness, ask for the gift of fatherhood, and let's worship the Lord together. Be blessed.